So at this point, I think you gotta go fishing. You have to get your rod and reel, throw it out there, and pray to catch the spade. Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com, here today with episode 344 of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here with me today. We're going to be going through a hand from the 400-800 High Stakes Poker. Make sure you are checking this out at PokerGo. They have a lot of great coverage of very, very high stakes cash games, tournaments, etc. And high stakes poker has been amazing. Also, they have a show called Poker After Dark. And I happen to have short little strategy segments in a bunch of the episodes. So make sure you check that out and let me know what you think. I'm actually giving away a seat to play with me next season on Poker After Dark. I'm giving away a $5,000 buy-in seat to one lucky winner. To get into that giveaway, check out pokercoaching.com slash pokerafterdark. All right, let's get into this hand featuring Jean Robert Belland, very, very, very strong cash game player. I think he, people think he used to be the fish, but he has gotten pretty great over the last few years, and um, this hand's actually going to illustrate it. He raises it up with the pocket aces, and then Rick Solomon, who I don't actually know a ton about, despite the fact that he's had $9.9 .9 million in live tournament earnings, and he um, has starred in a few films. Check those out if you enjoy um, not suitable for work content. He decides to play the 10-5 suited. I would not recommend this play, but, eh, you know, might as well splash around. He calls, we see the flop, ace, jack, eight. This is a neat spot because these players are very, very deep stacked. They are playing 260 big blinds deep. So whenever you flop top set, especially on a board that should connect reasonably well with Rick Solomon's button calling range, Checking is always viable because you make it kind of hard for them to have a really, really strong hand like an ace here. So you don't mind checking giving him, and giving him a chance to either bluff or catch up. That said, when you are really deep, I am all for betting, especially if you think your opponent's a little bit loose, a little bit splashy, which clearly Rick Solomon is. He, he, I can't even talk. Which clearly Rick Solomon is. He is splashing around. He's going fishing. In this scenario, Jean Robert does go for a chunky bet, a 5,000 bet into the 6,000 pot. I think that is perfectly fine and reasonable given Jean Robert has to presume Rick Solomon's going to call with a pretty wide range and Jean Robert wants to get a lot of money in the pot and in order to do that you got to bet big and Rick Solomon does make the call with his flush draw look whenever you call pre-flop with a 10-5 suited you're not trying to fold when you flop a flush draw however you do have to be a little bit cautious in this scenario because if you think about Jean Robert's range to bet big on the flop it's going to be a lot of premium made hands which you're not in great shape against and draws. And notice the draws that Jean Robert is going to have sometimes include king high, queen high, flush draws, which you're actually in terrible shape against. That said, the ten of spades does block king ten of spades, queen ten of spades, ten nine of spades. So it's not quite as big of a concern compared to if Rick Solomon had, let's say, four or three of spades, because then he's not blocking nearly as many of the relevant flush draws. Turns the three of clubs, and Jean Robert again goes for a bet. Pot 16,000, he blasted. He bets 15,000. So another very, very big bet. Whenever Jean Robert takes this line, you have to presume now at this point he has either a really good made hand or a draw. And I think this is a spot where Rick Solomon can be pretty content calling because if Jean Robert does have a premium made hand like a set or two pair, he's probably going to pay off if you get there on the river, right? 
And if he does have a bust to draw, there's always a chance that he'll check the river, and you can then put in a bet to try to make Jean Robert fold out some stuff like King High or Queen High. So, at this point, I think you gotta go fishing. You have to get your rod and reel, throw it out there, and pray to catch the spade. He does not. Instead, it comes a jack. So the board now reads Ace, Jack, Eight, Three, Jack. And now Jean Robert has to figure out what to do with his full house. What do you think he should do with his full house in this scenario? Pot is $46,000 with $188,000 behind. Do you think he should check? Bet small, like $15,000? Bet medium, like $40,000? Or bet gigantic, like $90,000? I want you to pause the video and write in the comments section below what you would do in this scenario if you were Jean Robert Blonde with the, what's this? Second nuts. And remember, you don't know Rick Solomon has nothing. So write in the comment section below what you would do. I'll wait for you. Go ahead. All right, did you do it? Going through this active learning process will go a long way to helping you improve your poker skills. And to make sure that you are playing cash games well, I've made a quiz for you that I want you to make sure you go and take at pokercoaching.com slash cash quiz. Open up a new window, type it in, and as soon as you're done with this video, go through and complete that cash quiz to make sure that you are playing cash games well. All right, this is a cool spot where, now, what does Rick Solomon have? Well, he probably doesn't have an ace because there's not very many aces left in the deck because John Robert has two aces in his hand, there's an ace on the board, there's only one ace left. And also, if he has a busted draw and John Robert bets, then Rick Solomon's just gonna fold. So in this scenario, if John Robert checks, if Rick Solomon has a jack, he's obviously going to bet, right? That is almost certainly the best hand. And that's actually kind of reasonable for him to have, right? He would call the flop with a jack. He'd probably call the turn, given he's somewhat loose and splashy. And if he had trips on the river, he would definitely value bet it. So I like checking when he has a jack. When he has an ace, eh, he may not bet, and you're going to lose a little bit of value. But again, there's only one ace remaining. And when he has a busted draw, whether it be a busted flush draw, 10-9, maybe a random gut shot like queen nine, you definitely want to check and give him the chance to bluff. The only time I would not check here, if I was in John Robert's shoes, is if I knew my opponent would be either really weak with a jack and just check it back, or if he would very rarely bluff with a busted draw. But we're playing high stakes poker here. The kitty game's down the street. This is a spot where I love checking. The best hands to check in this spot are usually hands that you know are really, 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 really good that pretty much never lose. And pocket aces in this scenario pretty much never loses. So I love checking here. And whenever Rick does have a jack, the nice thing about checking is that if you bet the river big, Rick's just gonna call the jack. But if you check and Rick bets with a jack, you can then put in check raise, Rick is probably gonna call, and then you get paid off for even more money. So I love checking here. I think it's the best play by a mile. And John Robert does check. I told you, he's, he's playing lights out poker. He checks, Rick Solomon does go for the bluff. Notice here that by checking, Jean Robert wins an extra $35,000 off of Rick Solomon. How do I feel about this best size from Rick? This is a spot where there's certainly a lot of busted draws in Rick's range. And you gotta presume Jean Robert has something like an ace or worse most of the time, like ace-king, ace-queen, that we check this Jack River. So I think you probably wanna be betting very big here to apply maximum pressure to the ace. Because whenever you do bet this size, an ace is just gonna easily call, right? Um, I think a better size in this scenario 
would either be really big to try to get that ace to fold, like pot's 46,000, maybe you bet like 120, like 3x pot or something, or you bet really small, like 15,000. And you're betting 15,000 not to try to get an ace to fold, but to try to get a hand like king-queen or king-10 or queen-9 to fold, because those hands all beat you, right? And they're going to fold to any small bet. And that's also a bet you may make if you had a hand like ace-king or ace-queen in the scenario. So I understand that the... Um, it's always tempting to try to make your opponent fold out an ace here, but I don't think that's actually viable, especially for someone like Rick, who people view as generally loose, aggressive, and splashy. So if people view him as loose, aggressive, and splashy, you're not really trying to get your opponent to fold out an ace. Since they won't fold on an ace, I think I like a small bet of about 15,000 here, because that will get king high and queen high to fold out a lot of the time. And a lot of people don't put you on a bluff whenever you make a 15,000 bet, giving your opponents pretty good odds. So I think in this scenario, especially if we know John Robert likes to get a little bit trappy on the river and check with hands like these pocket aces, I think I like a smaller bet in this spot. Because, like I said, if, if um, John Robert checks and Rick bets 90,000, John Robert's still just going to call an ace-king and ace-queen, right? So I like a 15,000 bet here. I think that would have saved Rick $20,000 on the river, and, I mean, $20,000 saved is $20,000 earned. Back to John Robert, he needs to put in the raise. He wants to put in a raise size that can get called by a jack. Um, how much will a jack call? They'll probably call a lot, maybe 150, 120, 100, something like that. Um, interestingly enough, I think a lot of people drastically underbluff this spot. So in reality, if you do have a jack here, like say you do have jack 10 and bet this river and get check raised, it could just be a fold unless your opponent's really getting after it. Um, that said, a lot of people just won't fold a jack. So I'd go for something like 100,000, I think. And um, that is exactly what John Robert does. So I think this is just a, a well-played hand by John Robert. You're going to get called by the Jacks, and um, obviously everything else is going to fold. Of course, Rick folds. He's not going to do anything insane. If you think your opponent will just pay off for your whole stack with a Jack, by the way, on the river, you definitely want to check-raise all in. But <laughs> I think a lot of people get a little bit scared when you decide you want to put your entire $200,000 stack in on a river check-raise. So pretty cool hand. I, I definitely think it illustrates a key spot that a lot of people mess up. A lot of people to get overly tricky with their pocket aces on the flop, looking to either check-raise it or check-call it. But I think betting is fine when you're really deep-stacked. Also, I think a lot of people just bet the river, and I think betting the river in this spot in particular would be really, really bad. So make sure you are not doing that. Again, if you want to test your cash game skills, make sure you check out pokercoaching.com slash cash quiz. Also, if you enjoyed this video, do me a favor. It'll take you half a second. Click the like and subscribe, and notification bells, bells, whistles, buttons below. That goes a long way to helping the YouTube overlords know that you like my work. If you don't like my work, well, that's okay. Go find somebody else to watch, because I want you to be happy and enjoy your experience. Thanks for being here. Good luck in your games. Have a great, great week, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for taking the time to watch this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more strategy lessons, preflop charts, and interactive quizzes, make sure you get your free membership to pokercoaching.com right now at pokercoaching.com slash free. I'll talk to you next time.